Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 91 of the Curtain Call podcast. It's a production of the Yes Network. He is Yes Network president of production and programming and executive producer John J. Filippelli. I'm Justin Shackle. Producer Dan Bassone is with us along for the ride as well. If you are already not doing so, subscribe to this podcast. That way you never miss the latest episode. And John, we are a few days away from Memorial Day. Everyone feels like that's the point in the baseball calendar, maybe the first point where you can really begin to properly gauge what a baseball team is. And uh, many teams have defied that logic in the past, but that's usually the the consensus here. It is a good time to kind of take stock. So uh, what is your assessment of the New York Yankees after 52 games? Well, I thought they would be playing a little bit better than they've been playing, to be honest with you. But I mean, the 30 and 22, that's not, that's not terrible. They're eight games over 500. And we consider they were 10 games back not too long ago. I mean, they're seven out now in, in third place. It's not terrible. You know, they're, uh, you know, they'll forget the, the, you want to win the division, obviously, but the, there's also a couple of wild cards uh, in the mix for the playoffs. So the Yankees are not in terrible spot. If you said to me, after 52 games, they'd be 30 and 22. I say, okay. I mean, I thought they'd be might be a tad better than that, but they're 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 not playing horribly. Except the, you know the last series, they didn't play very well against the Orioles. I mean, they could have easily been swept by them. And uh, I mean, there's a team on the come line right there. Uh, it's a team that, that, that last year they kind of knocked on the door, and this year they seem like they're kicking it in a little bit. So uh, I mean, they're uh, they're right behind the 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 uh, the Rays, or like like three behind them. That's that's kind of if you said to me. Memorial Day, the Orioles would be in second place, three behind the Rays. I would have been surprised on two fronts. I would have been surprised that the Tampa Bay kind of leading the division. I, I actually I thought Toronto would be uh, Toronto and the Yankees would be at the top of the division. That's the way I saw it, and and right now they're obviously they're not. So uh, Tampa Bay is a really good baseball team with a great manager, a great organization, and they've uh, you know they've they've got some really terrific young players and a lot of great role players, and they you know they they know how to win. They got good pitching as well, and and uh, Toronto has struggled. I mean, we, even with all that offense that that team has, their the pitching has not. Been somewhat disappointing, and they haven't really been played up to their capabilities. But you know they're over five hundred in, in, in the best division in baseball, and you know there's a lot of baseball to be played yet. So, like I said, we're at the quarter pole. That's not that's not three quarters, and it's not the end of the season. It's the quarter pole. So you know they've got their work cut out for them. But uh, they they got a really good team, and I still think you'll hear from them before all is said and done. But uh, in terms of the Yankees, the Yankees are thirty and twenty two. Like I said, not not terrible. And uh, but there are some red flags here right now. The team is uh, not firing on all cylinders there, there there's a lot of uh kind of holes that we should talk about and address and there's also some strengths all right let's start with the uh the, maybe the concerns uh let's go with the offense first uh it, it's been a pretty solid month of may um they're they're hitting home runs yes but that's one of i think many offensive elements that we've seen so the home runs are kind of mixed in with some other stuff too uh namely speed as well uh aaron judge proven to be Look, the best player in the game again. If you want to say that Shohei Otani is the top player based on the two-way ability, okay, judge then 1A. But um, a lot of talk earlier this week, especially after he was able to tie the game in the series opener against Baltimore, that, hey, look, the Yankees can't go anywhere if Aaron Judge isn't in the lineup. What do you make of that? Because for me, it's like, well, yeah, he's your best player. The best players are the best players for a reason. They're paid the most money for a reason. And if you take away the top slugger on any team, the top star on any team, that team's going to suffer. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think that. I mean, that's that's very true. I mean, I, the Yankees are this, this Aaron Judge. It, I'm not saying he's the entire team, but he's 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 a lot of that offense, and, and he's also a, ter- a terrific all around player. So when you lose him and he's out of the lineup, that 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 loss is profound. I mean, you feel that loss, and he's as, as good a player as there is in the game. You know, uh, Otani is, is terrific, and I'll I'll put a vote in for Acuna. I think Kuhn is a pretty good player too. I mean, all around player. So, you know, they're the to me they're the three best players in the game all around. You could pick uh, put one, 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 two. You can you could maybe interchange them. They're all pretty close and at the top of the game. The three of them. So, you know, but you lose a player like Judge, you you lose a you lose a lot of your life. You lose your heartbeat. He's the heartbeat of the team. There's no there's no question about it. And the fact that he's come back from the injury and Yankee started to play much better. It's not no coincidence. I mean, he 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 plays. He gives you great defense. He gives you tremendous offense. He can run the bases. He doesn't really have a weakness as a player. And, he, and like I said, it, and it's also his impact on, on that team. That team really believes in him. He's their leader. He's their captain. So you don't want to you don't want to go straight too far without him because without him, it's a different team. All right, we were essentially two bats away from this lineup being at, at full strength here. Josh Donaldson and Giancarlo Stanton. It sounds like the returns are imminent. Looks like Donaldson will be back a little bit before Stanton, but Donaldson's on a rehab as, uh, assignment as we're recording this. Giancarlo Stanton looks like he'll be on a rehab assignment at some point next week. Um, I know Josh Donaldson's not the most popular player, uh, according to Yankee fans, but I think a lot of good could happen with Donaldson's return as it could create a ripple effect for for some others in the lineup, namely DJ LeMay. What do you think about Donaldson coming back and then Stanton right behind him? Well, obviously the Yankees could use the offensive reinforcement. I mean, they're two, those are strong bats and the Yankees could, uh, you know, uh, you know, Stanton is an extremely strong bat. He's streaky, but he's strong. And then and, and Donaldson, you know, he, he – you don't know what he's capable of. You don't know <clears throat> how much baseball life he's got. I don't know. He's uh, he struggled last year. You know, uh, offensively, well, defensively, struggled a little bit offensively. But I still think a player. I mean, I don't know that he's done. I still think he's got baseball life in him, and we'll see when he comes back. I mean, he certainly had. He certainly rested. And he's taking care of himself, and hopefully, he's got. Uh, you know, he comes back and he's strong, and he's uh, can play the way he's shown he can play. He's a former MVP, and he's a uh, he's got a lot of talent. You know, it's just a matter of you know maybe last year was an off year. Maybe showing his age, maybe not. Maybe he can he can still wield that bat. We'll see. But certainly the Yankees would, would like like to take a flyer out and see where he takes us because he could certainly help us. So that's what uh, that's for sure. I and mean, the left field has been a let's call it left field has been a sinkhole right now. I mean they're having a lot of trouble because Cabrera hasn't Cabrera's a nice player. He's a good utility player. He's got speed. He's a good little infielder. But in terms of you know playing the outfield and hitting the He's he's been okay out there. He's just not hitting. He's hitting under two hundred. So you know you he's struggling out there. There's a problem, and you know and and you know Bowers has played. He's so so. He's he's not he's not that, he's not contributing, but he's he's contributing. But he's not solving the problem. I mean, IKF looks like uh, the last couple of days look like he's their best bet out there. I I don't you know certainly he could play some outfield for you and do a good job for you. Hicks got DFA'd, you know. So the at Floreal, who the Yankees took off the forty, they signed. He's in the he's in the minor league free agent. He's with them, but he's and he's really he's playing pretty well. From what I understand, he's hitting pretty well, but he's not on the forty. So you know, right now the Yankees have got to figure out what they're doing in left field. Stan would go a long way. I know he could DH as well, but he'll go a long way to helping them in left field, getting that bat in there every day, whether it's DHing or it's left field. The Yankees need that offensive help, and you know, and um, you know, we'll we'll see where it takes them. But they've got they've got certainly got issues there as well. 
Yeah, and uh, Aaron Boone reiterated, once Giancarlo Stanton does return, they do plan on having him in the outfield. They think it's part of a plan to uh, keep him healthy and keep him in a routine, keep his body functioning. So uh, Giancarlo Stanton, not too far away. Josh Donaldson seems to be a little bit closer. Let's focus on the pitching here, John. Uh, The bullpen every year looks to uh, be a strength, and it doesn't matter what the personnel is looking like. So it's different from years past. Uh, The rotation, like you mentioned near the top of the show, uh, look, it it looked like it was going to be a huge strength. Overall depth has been a big question mark. They just got Luis Severino back. Carlos Rodon is still making his way back. And I think there's a, a slight concern, even though the Yankees coaching staff may be downplaying it with Nestor Cortez Jr.'s uh, ineffectiveness. And I don't want to say the third time through the order. I want to talk about pitch count because we saw Nestor Cortez be pretty effective in his start the other night against the top of the Orioles lineup. He got through them no problem. And then in the seventh inning, he faced the middle bats in the lineup and seemingly hit a wall there, gave up a leadoff walk, a screaming ground ball that got past Anthony Volpe, and then a home run that kicked off the foul pole. So You know, you you run through those small examples of what held them back, but they did happen. So I don't want to say third time through the lineup. I want to talk about maybe 75 to 100 pitches. That seems to be the wall that Nestor Cortez has been running into lately. Do you think that is something to be concerned about? Or are you confident that a pitcher like Nestor Cortez can overcome that over the course of the season? Well, I mean, it, it, let's put it this way. I mean, he's not giving them length. And the, the a starting pitcher needs to give you length. Five innings doesn't doesn't cut it. You need more than five innings. And it seems like he's become a five-inning pitcher lately. It's just lately. I mean, it could be fatigue, you know, it's uh, when you, because, again, it's only the last – how many years has he been, a, you know, uh, pitched the innings that he's pitched the last two or three years? He's, you know, he's piling up the innings. And, you know, maybe it's, maybe there's a little fatigue there. I, I mean, I honestly don't know. But uh, I would say that uh, – Right now, he's not getting it done because he's not giving them the length that they need. Because you, 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 that's a really great bullpen. It's a strong bullpen. It's one of the best bullpens in the game. But the reality is, you just can't run out two and three relievers and four. You can't do that every day. And the, 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 the at the top of the rotation, you've got Cole, who was off to a tremendous start, great Cy Young kind of start. The last two or three starts, he's he struggled. He's not he's not he's not been as good as he was his first five or so. So he struggled the last couple of starts. You're not getting length out of uh, out of you know uh, Cortez. That's a problem. Brito needs. I think he needs more triple A work. I don't, I don't, you know, he's, you know, he's, 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 that hasn't, that, that, it's not like he's been ineffective. It's just that he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been dominant. And I think he, you could see that he's, he's got learning curves and, and things that he needs to, he needs to go back and I think do some work at some point uh, down in triple A, but that's not, that's obviously not my call. That's somebody else's and they'll figure it out if they have to, or, or maybe he'll come around. I don't know. But right now I think he's, he needs some work. So, uh, you know, and Schmidt has been, you know, inconsistent to, to say pretty lightly. So you get not getting a lot out of Schmidt and Brito is struggling and, you know, Cole is struggling a little bit. I mean, the Yankees starting rotation, which go into the season, look to be the, their strong suit on paper, especially with Severino and, you know, Montas and, you know, and, you know, and, and Rodon for a guy. I mean, Rodon for sure. And you haven't got anything out of Rodon. So the Yankees are really, they're, they're, hopefully their best starting work, pitching work is ahead of them uh, for, the, for the sake of the team, for the sake of October. I hope that's the case for them. But, right, you know, right now they're, uh, I think they're uh, they're 15th in innings pitch. So they're not getting a lot of starting, a lot of innings out of their starters. They're in the middle of the pack. You know, they're uh, they're, they're 12th in case per nine innings. That's not dominant. 
you know, and they're fifteenth overall in their ERA starting pitching. So they're they are, you know, they're 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 very middle of the pack right now. And that's not that's not that that may be it's not awful, but it's not good enough to 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 win a division or certainly to go far in October. So that's something they they're going to need to address and figure out. Hopefully, they'll get some people back, and Rodon could be a, a huge asset. And obviously, a huge asset. He was a big acquisition. Other than signing Judge, he was the big acquisition, and you need that to, you need that to transpire. He's got to come through. They've got to figure that out. But you know, there's a lot of things to work on for their starting pitching. But again, with all those issues, they're still thirty and twenty-two. That's not awful. That's right. Uh, but a tough division. Yeah, uh, the toughest division in the sport. Yes, uh, with the rotation, can can they rest on the return of Rodon? You think they have to make a move as we near the trade deadline later this summer? I, I don't think they could chance it. I think they'll try to find a starting pitcher. I mean, but a good starting pitcher, but that's hard to do. You know, it's hard to find. Everybody's looking for starting pitching. It's the same song every year, just a different dance tune. Everybody, everybody wants starting pitching. You need starting pitching. Starting pitching is the heartbeat of the game. Starting pitching is how you win championships. Is with starting pitching, you know, and, and defense. But, but, but if you don't have strong starting pitching, you're not going to go far in October. And the Yankees need starting pitching. I mean, right now, I mean, they have the names. They certainly, if you if you look at them on paper, Cole, Donovan, Wright, who's Dominant is a dominant pitcher. Rodon when right is a dominant, you know, pitcher. Severino when right is a dominant. I mean, look at those names. I mean, if they come back, if Severino comes back and Rodon starts to pitch, those those guys alone could I mean the, 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 who out there on the market could the Yankees pick up who are better than them? And there's nobody. So you look at that. The, the, certainly, you don't want to give a king's ransom to a team that's out of contention. Maybe or somebody they're walking, maybe they could pick up. But but honestly. The, 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 I think their season rests with those guys getting some contributions from them coming back and being able to you know not have a lot of innings on their arms and be strong in October. I think that's going to make a big difference to this team. All right, John, we're we're spinning some things here. We we talked about the red flags, but like you said, uh, they're thirty and twenty-two, not terrible in a stacked AL East. So, hmm, why should the other teams in this division maybe? Be worried about the Yankees moving forward because the starting pitching is will. If the starting pitch again, the starting pitcher has to come back. If the starting pitching returns, and it's very possible it could return, um, it should return, then the Yankees, the Yankees are Yankees could be are a scary team. If you put Severino, if he's right, we don't know. We'll see. If he's if time will tell us. But if he's right, that's that's. The, I mean, he's he's one of the best pitchers in the league when he's right. And and you know you know what Rodon could do, and he's right. You know he's right. Those two alone, if they come back, that puts the Yankees in. And Cole is you know Cole's going through a little mini slump, but he's not pitching horribly. I mean he's he's, he's still one of the best pitchers in the game. So you look at I mean, for those three guys at the top of your rotation. You tell me. You tell me. And and again, we're, we're not getting much out of Nestor right now because he's, you know, he's he's struggling right now. He's not giving you innings, but he straightens himself out. I mean, a lot of ifs there. But I mean, you talk about four pitchers you carry in a postseason. Name me four. Another team that's got four pitchers like that who are capable of going out and winning, you know, a playoff game. Those four are capable of it. So again, they've got to get themselves right. But if I'm another, I mean, that's what I look at if I'm another team in that division. In that division, I look at the Yankees. I go, who's got better pitching? Tampa Bay have got better pitching than those four guys when they're right. No, I don't think so. But they're good. They're really good. They got good pitching for sure. But and other uh, teams have some pitching. Orioles have nice young pitch. They just don't have the pitching the Yankees have. That's what they need. I mean, the, the Yankees are the Yankees are, are showing they can hit. 
I mean, they when they run into a really good pitcher, I mean, they have trouble like anybody else has. That's why you need starting pitching. We keep going back. It's a the same mantra over and over and over. Starting pitching, but that's what you need, and that's what they got to figure out. You touched on the division. Let's dive in a little bit deeper here because at the at the quarter pole, um, it's ultra competitive. Every team is above five hundred. And I saw something. Uh, someone tweeted out, and I I apologize because I I can't remember who it was here. Um, they phrased the the Toronto Blue Jays um, and the Baltimore Orioles. They said that the the Orioles are who the Blue Jays think they are. And here you have the Toronto Blue Jays in last place. Now I know again they're above five hundred, they're game above five hundred, but they've had a rough go of it against other AL East teams the last week or two. We just saw the Yankees get out of a brutal stretch where they played the Rays in two series, home and road, the Blue Jays up in Toronto, the Orioles here at the stadium. They've held their ground. Why do you think this Blue Jays team, who many predicted to win the AL East, is having a tough time breaking through now for the last what season and a half? You know, it, it defies baseball logic because they have a lot of talent. I mean, look look at the some of the players they have, and I mean these are these are elite players. You know, you, Guerrero is is an MVP caliber player. You know, Bichio is a really good player. Springer is a really good player. You know, they've got they've got some you know they've got some horses at the top of the rotation. They've got decent bullpen. You know, they've got a. The, you know, decent managerial group. Um, you look at them and they should be better. I don't know that they, you know, I thought they could win the division. I thought they would give the Yankees all that they could handle. I thought the Yankees would could win, but I was, I thought it would go back and forth between the Yankees and the Blue Jays, to be honest with you. And the Jays have not even, have not shown up. But having said that, they're above 500 in, in a really tough division. And again, you know, this division is going to cannibalize itself because everybody's going to beat up on everybody else. So if you, there were already 10 games back, that's a lot of ground to make up. It's a, you know, it, it, there's a lot of season left. There's three quarters of the season. Let's not forget that anything can happen. And that's a lot of, a lot of games left, tons of games. But at the end of the day, you know, with all those teams ahead of you and everybody playing better than you, even if you win, you only pick up ground on some teams, but not all. And if you lose, you're going to lose ground to teams and, you know, and you, you, you got to keep winning and they haven't shown any kind of consistency. They haven't been on any kind of streak really. And every, every team in the course of a year of the season has streaks, you know, they, they go on a run, even bad teams go on a little bit of a run, you, you know, uh, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, Toronto really hasn't had a run yet. The, you know, and, and, you know, so we'll see where that goes. And obviously the, the Rays had a great run. They had an unbelievable run to start the season. That was their run. If they play 500 the rest of the way, you know, they'll be tough, except that, you know, the Orioles surprised a lot of people the way they're playing. And some people picked them, you know, they after the year they had last year, they knocked on the door this year, they kick it in. Okay, that could be. And they got great people running them. People ran Houston franchise for a long time or running the Orioles now, or, or some of those people are. So, you know, there's a lot to be said for the Orioles and, and their youth and their right blend of youth and experience. And they're excited to play the game. And they finally righted the ship there after all those years of ineptitude. And all, the, all the draft choices are starting to suddenly coming their way. The catcher is really terrific, by the way. The catcher can play really good. You know, so they've got a lot of, a lot of talent on that team. But Listen, it's a, it's a, it's a very strong division, and and again, but again, somebody's going to have to finish last. Somebody's going to have to finish next to last, and that's just the way it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So you know, right now, the the, the Red Sox and the and the Jays look like uh, the chalk for the bottom because it isn't going to be the Tampa Bay at the bottom, and it's not going to be Baltimore. Doesn't look like at the bottom, right? And it's certainly not the Yankees. So you know, who's that leave? 
So right now, those are the teams that are struggling. I mean, this teams in baseball, it always it is every year. You know, you get some teams that surprise you. Some teams, I mean, San Diego, who the Yankees are playing this, you know, starting as we record this, it's Friday, I'm recording a three-game series against them. And I mean, that, that, I mean, I thought that they, this could be the year that they win that division. And finally, the Dodgers start to go backwards a little bit after all this great run of winning the National League West all these years. Right, for a second, how many years they won this thing, right? You know, you say, okay, eventually they got to go, kind of go backwards. And maybe this was the year they got they traded a lot of players, released a number of players, uh, non-tendered a bunch of an offseason, and given them some salary room, some pretty good players. And you know, maybe this year they slightly rebuild, they go backwards. At San Diego with all that talent, boy, they made some big offseason moves, and you say, oh, I miss San Diego, right? San Diego's struggling. They're having a really hard time as we get to the quarter pole where we are. They're really struggling. That's that's a big surprise to me. It is. I mean, I thought they would be better than this. But the challenge of Dodgers and the Dodgers going backwards, anything but. I mean, they're, they're right with the Braves. I mean, it's the best teams in the National League. So you tell me. It's, that's baseball, Susan. That's baseball, Susan. That's right. How you uh, the radio? Tell, tell me about the radio. Are you enjoying the radio? A bit. I'm loving it. You know, yeah. you, you, with with radio and and uh, the differences between radio and TV, like radio, I feel like I'm in the cockpit of the plane, right? Like Susan and I are co-pilots. We're flying the bird. Uh, you don't have producers or directors. No one's in your ear telling you what to do. You're you're painting the picture. You 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 are controlling everything. I love that. I also love the team aspect of TV. So uh, I get the best of both worlds. Feeling on yes, but for the radio, I mean. Look, I started in radio and, uh, you know, something about it just has, you know, has my heart. And uh, I love I love the. uh, The ability to just describe, you know, consider the listener, paint the word picture, all those, you know, corny phrases, I guess. But um, I I hope I'm doing a good job. I hope I'm serving the listener. Um, But uh, but John's coming back soon. What do you think? I think you've done a nice job. And I think it's a. it's not easy to walk into that booth. I mean, uh, Sterling is a legend, and and uh, you know it is uh, it is it is his eighties, and he's still doing it. And uh, God bless him. And but uh, you know, and um, you know, Susan Susan's got her opinions, and Susie Susan's a strong sidekick, and you know she doesn't take a backseat on on anything. So it's you know it's uh, it's it's a tough transition to get in there and and uh, and to do what you're doing. I think you're doing a really good job. So you know, good for you and. Uh, you know, I and uh, what do you mean? TV people get in your ear. What is that about? Producers get in your look. Ear. It takes an army. It takes an army to to, to make yeah. great TV. You know, you, the 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 talent is only at the front of the line. You know, if 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 something goes awry, people automatically assume that you know it it might be on them. They're the they're the first line, whether they make the mistake or not. They I are. think the team aspect of TV is really cool. Um, but but yeah, for radio, well, good TV is collaborative. Good good even radio. I mean, it, you're right. Radio is 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 just really just more of a talent medium because but television is you know there's there's not just the audio. There's the video. There's the uh, you know there's uh, the graphics and there's all uh, the cameras and all the, the components that make a you know television television. So it's it's a truly a collaborative effort. If it's going to be successful, it needs to be collaborative. And the the, the, the when television done well, when television is done well. It is collaborative, and you know, you and, and but yet also it's also independent because you don't. If you're going to do your job well, sometimes you don't have the you don't have the the time to worry about somebody else doing their job. That you have to hope that they can do their job on the same level you're doing your job, and and together, all together, you kind of carry the day. That's kind of the what it should be. I mean, having done television for as many years as I have, I also worked in radio. I began my career actually in radio. I, I, before I did much television, I did a little logging, a little tape highlight coordinating. But I 
I, my first real job was in radio to an all news an all news uh, information situation at NBC. Yeah, they had all news radio. They they syndicated all news and radio around the country. So they had about sixty or seventy stations doing all news. It was very expensive and hard to do, but NBC had a news organization and they were able to put their radio out to all these little stations around the country that wanted to go all news, which was you know getting popularity at that time. This is in the seventies, you know, so it's a long time ago now. But uh, you know, I worked on that. That was great. I worked on a show called Weekend Sports with Barry Tompkins. You know, Barry Tompkins and a Barry Tompkins. Uh, Barry Tompkins, big boxing guy, John. That's right. Big boxing guy, huge boxing guy. Nice Called guy. Called Hearns Hagler. Because I heard from him last night. He, he sent me a, he contacted me on Facebook. I hadn't talked to Barry in a long time, but he was very nice to me early in my career. Very helpful. He taught me a lot and to, I'm going to reconnect with him. So that's nice. But radio is a great medium and it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and they're different from TV. They're different mediums, obviously. But, you know, they're, they're you know, they both have their purpose and their place in the world and their place in media. So, uh, you know, uh, and but I tell you, doing doing the doing radio for the Yankees is no small gig. So, congrats on that. As you yeah. continue your TV, I'm uh, look, I'm 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 deeply honored to to kind of just be trusted with this. Yeah. Obviously, grew up a, a massive Yankee fan, so being in that seat, uh, you know, I was doing a lot of road games, but filling in for John as as he tries to get over the hump with you know his his uh, his bronchitis here. And he's going to be back at the end of the next road trip. But like, you know, being in that seat, I told Susan, I'm like, man, I've been in this booth before, but the view you two have, it's just, uh, it hits you different. It like smacks you in the face. So uh, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool spot to be in for sure. Um, Barry Tompkins still calls some boxing on Showtime. Um, he's still going here. Uh, great, great boxing commentator. Um, let's, um, let's gotcha. take a look. Yeah, really good guy. Um, we talked about maybe some teams underperforming. Let's flip the script here. Uh, what what are what are some teams? And there are two that come to mind. So I'm curious to see what you what you have to say. Teams that have played well these first two months that maybe a lot wasn't expected from them heading into the season. Um, who can who can maybe hang around? Who at the moment? Let's use a boxing phrase: is uh, punching above their respective weight. I'll let you go. Okay. I see. I see the Texas Rangers. <laughs> I see the I see the Texas Rangers in the ALS. We talked about the NLS. Obviously, the the Diamondbacks are not in first place, but they are the second place team. You know, the Padres are That's in fourth place, right. and I think the right. the Diamondbacks are sustaining what they've been doing the first two months. So I look at those two teams. Um, what what do you think? Can can the Rangers hold off the Astros? Can the D backs make the playoffs? Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, it, this is a big maybe. Maybe with a lot of question marks. I still I know you. And they're struggling. They've lost some key people, and that's you can't lose uh, the people they've lost and not feel it. Uh, and the division's gotten better. I mean, the Rangers have certainly improved, and you know they they they're showing this year what a lot of people thought they might be able to show last year. Then when they they made all the acquisitions that they made, and they kind of flipped this flipped that team around a little bit, and. You know, uh, everybody thought that last year would be their big year for improvement. They didn't really show very much, but th those acquisitions are coming to life for them, and a few others that they made. And you know, doing it basically with Degrom's out, right? He's he's that's not been able to pitch for them, right? Last so, pitch I mean, against the big, Yankees, yeah. That was it. He, he beat the Yankees, if I recall, mm -hmm. and that was it. And so, you know, that's a that's a that's a big time arm and a big time investment, you know, sitting on the shelf for them. So, 
But but you know what they've got they've got talent. Their pitching has, has come around. They're hitting. They're pitching. They're, they're playing the game well. I mean, and you know, and, and and again, Houston is is not Houston struggling. So they're better the Rangers. But the fact that Houston is struggling is really making that what it is as much as it is anything else. So you know, at the end of the day, I still think Houston finds a way to win it. Although Texas, I think you know, could could give them a run for the money right now. You know, you always the Angels always intrigue me, but you know they usually don't figure a way to hang out. I mean, they 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 have a lot of talent on that team. They have a couple of great MVPs every year. It's one or the other. It's either well, it's Trout, but uh, what's the uh, judge one last year? But it's it's for, before that it was Otani and Trout and Otani and Trout. And that's kind of what they have. And but they have other they have other they have other things in the Arsenal and they've you know, they've improved. They're better. But at the end of the day, I still think Houston wins that division. But but Texas, I think, can hang in and be maybe be a wild card as possible. Yeah, I actually think what the Astros are doing is, is actually really impressive. They're right; they're breathing right down the Rangers' neck, and they they do not have the same pitching stat that they have in no, uh, in years past. So you tip your not hat to Houston still still being there, and it just feels like in due time they're going to overtake the Rangers uh, for first place. Okay, yeah, will happen, but but it's, it's it's good for the Rangers to hang in there. Yeah. All right, we uh, we've reached the end of the episode here. It's Memorial Day. John, let's land the plane. Uh, big, big Memorial Day plans. You grilling out there? You getting some burgers and dogs on the grill or something else? What are, you, what are your plans? Uh, I don't know. You know, I see uh, my one of my my sons lives uh, here in uh, in town I live in. So, you know, his wife and I, my little granddaughter will probably come over um, and hang out and we'll probably do a little of that. And then, you know, maybe I'll check out one of the Yankee games Saturday or Sunday. I don't know when one of the games. But I, mean, I go in the booth usually. I go in the truck. I do some work. And, and then at times I just sit in the stands for a little bit, go watch a game for a couple of innings. Or sometimes I just watch a game. You know, and then I go home and I watch the Encore. I don't want to miss anything. Make sure the TV went the way it's supposed <laughs> to. But, but we got really good people. I mean, we got to Troy Benjamin and Danny Barr and they're great. Jared Boschnack and got enough people to, who, uh, who would, uh, you know, uh, you know, run with the ball and they do a good job. So I'm not worried, you know, and, uh, you know, when I need to make a contribution or I need to you know, set something straight, I'll do it. But at the end of the day, I have great faith in our people and they do a really wonderful job. I mean, they're at the quarter pole of their season too. And uh, it's a long season and it's an unrelenting season, but, uh, and every day we've pretty much, you know, have a game almost every day and it's, you know, it's a challenge, but, uh, you know, but we've got great people, and yes, is uh, we've done a really good job at yes, and I'm very proud of uh, our people. And uh, John Lindner is our, you know, our big boss. He does a really strong job and in charge of everything. So Randy Levine too, you know. So we, you know, we've got we've got the best people. I mean, you get best people, you get good results. That's the way it works, mate. That's what we were talking about before. It's it's the essence of TV production. You you at some point kind of have to have blind faith uh, in the crew around you. And uh, really, this isn't you know just me waxing poetic here. There's a reason why. Yeah. There's a reason why nobody leaves the S network, John, because everyone does such a good job. It's 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 so well run, and uh, you have blind faith in the in the crew around you that uh, you're going to make the best product. And that and like we were we were talking about moments ago, differences between TV and radio. That's uh for me, that's the alluring part of TV. It's a it's a big team aspect, and I love that. Um, well, you know, we should do. You know, maybe we should have Troy on. Troy Benjamin is a really great story. Our, our producer is a wonderful. It's a terrifically talented, wonderful producer, and he's had quite a story to tell. And he's, uh, I think, he'd make a great guest. Maybe we should. Uh, I think you're him. right. And you know something else? I mean, we talk sports here. I think in another in another life, like Troy Benjamin was, it, it could could be like an excellent sports talk host. I think that's like in his blood. So if you just get him on a platform and you wind him up, he's gonna go. Oh yeah, you don't even have to wind him up. It just goes. <laughs> <laughs> 
forget about that. But uh, yeah, I, so we'll ask him. I'll ask him what. One of us will ask him. We'll do, put him on our next show. I think he'd be fun to have as a guest. Perfect. A lot well, to talk about. Good story. He knows the yeah. sports. He really knows his. He knows his sports in and out. He's terrific, terrific dude. Yeah. All right, John. That's going to do guy. it here for this episode. Uh, have a great Memorial Day weekend. Whether it's Danny, uh, what do you do? Danny, what, what, is, what, what is Danny doing? Memorial Dan Bisson, our doing, producer, Dan? doing the hard work. What What are your Memorial Day plans? You know, I'm actually I'm going to the. Uh, I'll be at the Yankee game tonight. Uh, actually working the game on Sunday, but you know, just hanging around, hanging around home, uh, watching the watching Yankees baseball. And uh, that's about it. Just keeping it local this uh, Memorial Day. So it'll be pretty, pretty relaxed, pretty chill. Like Summer pretty holidays chill, in so baseball. That's it. There you go. It's the best yeah. thing. Hot dogs, baseball, Memorial Day. You know, remember those who've uh, served our country and have uh, were lost. Remember Memorial Day. And the Yankees are having an interesting, uh, you know, guest coming to town. The Padres, you know, you don't you really see this too often. So it's a lot of talent on this team. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good series. be a lot of fun. We'll have star power in the Bronx for sure. Uh, can't beat it. Summer's here, guys. Memorial Day is here. And uh, Yankee baseball right in front and center uh, at this time of year as we've reached the quarter pole. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of Curtain Call. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. That way you do not miss the latest episode. For our great producer, Dan Bassone, and for the wonderful John J. Filippelli, this is Justin Shackle. We will talk to you next time on the Curtain Call podcast, a production of the Yes Network. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.